News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. I am Mark Espin. This is On The Mark, brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. I was just talking with uh, Levi, one of the general managers over there yesterday on my morning show, and uh, they're doing 0% right now, still on uh, select Hondas, Hyundais. They have that lifetime powertrain warranty, and they're doing your taxes for you over at Cunis Country. So tell them Mark sent you. Have some fun getting yourself into a new vehicle today. Uh, gorgeous day, actually. Some sun shining. We're going to be above 20 degrees here in uh, here in the Tri-State, so, ho- so hopefully it's uh, the weather's turning for you wherever you may be. I uh, obviously want to start the show by giving a shout-out and uh, certainly, um, certainly saying thoughts with the people in Texas, what they're dealing with down there. Uh, it, it's just uh, the, this videos you keep seeing of the of the water freezing in the apartments and and the pipes breaking. It's tragic. It's horrific. And you know we we joke about it. Like here in the Midwest, we've had uh, in the Quincy area. Yesterday was the first day above twenty degrees, and like first day we've had wind chills not in the negatives in like twelve straight days. And no one's really built for that. But in the Midwest, we're more prepared for that. You know, we got the winter boots, we got the cars with the antifreeze, we got. Uh, homes and structures built to handle that. So uh, thoughts go out to the people in Texas as we start the show. Uh, we got a lot to get to today, including the fact that we're going to talk about the Wentz trade. Uh, we will talk about the NBA All-Star starters, uh, snubs, also why the West is just so much better than the East at every position. Uh, I will get into what I think the Bears need to be doing in the quarterback situation, obviously. Uh, I'm going to uh, touch on that a little bit later on in the show. And then some thoughts with Draymond Green and, and some other things going on in the world of sports. So let's get it started, as we usually do. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Hespin headline number one is an obvious one. Carson Wentz gets traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the uh, compensation is a 2021, so this year third round draft pick, and a 2022 second rounder that most likely will become a first rounder. It's a conditional pick. Now, what that means is, uh, thank you to our guy Adam Schefter, ESPN says, if Carson Wentz playing time is above 75% next season, so if he plays 75% of the snaps for the Colts, that 2022 second rounder becomes a first rounder. Or... The second rounder becomes a first rounder if Wentz plays at least 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. So I have a, a very strong feeling that, uh, that Carson Wentz will not only uh, hit that mark, but uh, also that the Colts have a very good chance to make the playoffs next year with Carson Wentz. Just the way the AFC is laid out and uh, the extra wild card spot, I think, is a, is a huge part of this as well. you got to remember, that's going in. That's not just a COVID thing. That's a permanent thing through this current CBA. Seven, wild, seven playoff teams in each division. So let's just start. I think it's a win for... Uh, I'll, I'll start with the Colts and for Wentz. I think it's a win for both. 
For the Colts to only have to give up that much, uh, it, which is really nothing if you if you get what you think you're going to get out of him, which is a starting caliber quarterback who you think could lead your franchise to the playoffs, it's really nothing to give up. A third rounder and a, and a next year, a future one, that that's minimal payment. So that's a win for the Colts. Also, it's a win for the Colts is they have really strong structure in their organization. Uh, GM Ballard and the head coach Frank Wright, they work really, really well together. They are not on the hot seat at all. They've been piecing this quarterback situation together ever since Andrew Luck left. They haven't been bad enough to get into that top five to get an elite quarterback prospect. And for them to have made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, so Phillip Rivers have uh, one of his top five most statistically best seasons when he's clearly not near what his top five in talent was, just goes to show you the talent the Colts have on the offensive line. They do have some good pieces. Uh, running back Jonathan Taylor comes to mind. Uh, tight end play. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's still there. I think he's going into free agency. The young wide receiver Pittman Jr. out of USC. Plus, uh, great offensive line, obviously, and a very good defense. Carson Wentz, that's the win for him. He upgrades his defense. He upgrades his offensive line. Weapons, I'd call it about a wash at this point in time. Uh, but he also upgrades organizational structure and stability, uh, which is a weird thing. You would think for a team in Philadelphia that just won the Super Bowl, they would have a ton of that. I'll get to Philly here in a second. Um, I, so many people, when you think about Carson Wentz and where he's going to go, I'm not going to stick my neck out and say that Carson Wentz is going to be a pro bowler, an all pro, uh, and that Carson Wentz uh, is going to be a Hall of Famer and lead the Colts to a Super Bowl win. I do think Carson Wentz, though, has the best chance to succeed and achieve those goals if those are his goals, uh, playoff wins, deep playoff runs. I think he has the best chance to do all that in Indianapolis, and I've thought that since the beginning because of everything I just talked about. Now, obviously, if Carson Wentz would have gone to a, you know, most any quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky can get the playoffs, deep playoff run if he's in Kansas City, if he's, you know, in Tampa with all those weapons, that talent. But what I'm trying to say is uh, for the spots that there were available to Carson, it, re it really came down to what we were hearing. Two main spots, Chicago and Indianapolis, and then New England you could throw in there. They were looking for a quarterback. Washington needs a quarterback, but Philly was never going to trade Was uh, Carson Wentz to someone in their own division after play him twice a year. So if you're Carson Wentz, you're looking at, New England, Chicago, uh, Indy, of course that's where Carson Wentz wanted to go. And I do think Carson Wentz will have the most success. What I caution a lot of Bears fans and other um, people in the media is not to jump the gun and be like, when Carson Wentz, if he gets off to a very good start next year and looks electric and is leading the Colts, you know, 6-1 early in the year, I do not want to hear Bears fans going, oh, Ryan Pace, what the bleep. You had to trade for that guy. Because, again, context is everything. It's the same thing I've always said about, well, if the Bears had drafted Deshaun Watson or if the Bears had drafted Patrick Mahomes, would they be as great as they are today? I, I don't know. I can't answer that. My my guess leans no. Uh, Deshaun maybe because Deshaun clearly is now finding success and putting up numbers in a trash organization and with very little help, especially his first year and his last year uh, in, in, the, in the league. So – 
Again, I don't want to jump that gun. I do think my gut right now tells me here on February 20th, Carson Wentz will have a good amount of success next year with Indy. Great defense, great offensive line, solid run game, the perfect head coach for Carson Wentz, great structured organization, a fan base that is not going to trash him the way the Bears would have trashed him, the way that New England fans would have trashed him and having to follow Brady or anything like that. So I think that's all a massive win for Carson Wentz. And when you go back to the Colts and you think about why it's a win for the Colts, again, they gave up so little. The Colts, like the Bears making the playoffs, are just not in a position to draft a a future franchise quarterback where they're sitting at at uh, 21, the Bears are at 20, they would have to give up so much to get up early in the draft. Now, that's still a possibility, and I wouldn't necessarily question that if they got the right guy or they were targeting the right quarterback. Uh, But for Indy and Chicago, they're both in win-now modes. So having something that's proven... Having someone you know can play in the NFL, yes, he needs a reboot. He needs tweaking, but you have the right coaching staff to do it. I would argue none of the other coaching staffs uh, in the NFL that were available for Carson Wentz, the Washington staff, the Chicago staff, the New England staff, were perfect fits to rebuild. I do think that Chicago would have been a real a legitimate option, and as long as the Bears didn't overpay, I would have been content, and I would be talking even more so about this in the sense that it would have mo- what motivates me for anyone coming to Chicago to be their next quarterback. We'll talk about this later. Is that sense of urgency that everyone will be under? Now, let's turn our attention to the Eagles because I think the other big story in this is that the Eagles are a mess, and the Eagles right now um, have got to hit nothing but home runs here. For the next five, six months. And then let's start with the fact um, that the Eagles didn't get a ton in return. You may be getting, the if you as the Philadelphia Eagles, you may be getting a future first-round pick. You may not. So you may end up, as well, what we have right now, a second-rounder and a current third-rounder. When you look at what Matt Stafford got, that's an embarrassing amount to get in return. Now, if that's all that's available, you may have to take what's available. But again, that's a fault on the Eagles, not a fault on anyone else. The Eagles muffed this situation up so badly. And a lot of this falls on Howie Roseman, the GM, Howie Roseman. His fingerprints are all over this. He had his coach, Doug Peterson. He had his quarterback, Carson Wentz. He gave Wentz $128 million with $70 million guaranteed only 20 months ago. And now, 20 months later, after signing your guy to $70 million guaranteed, $120 million with your coach, with your quarterback that you chose over Foles, you went in that direction when Foles would have been more cost-effective. Hindsight's 2020, obviously, but you 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 have to take the blame for this. High Roseman has to take the hit. You then draft another franchise quarterback last year with a second rounder. When you need weapons, you need help. And now you end up trading away Carson Wentz. Remember, the Eagles are going to be eating $33 million in cap for Carson Wentz. And now the Eagles are talking about possibly drafting a quarterback with a six overall pick. I think that would be... And even more of a disaster, a massive disaster for the Eagles. 
The Eagles have to take some blame here. Howie Roseman has to take some heat. And the Eagles are a whole mess. I have the Eagles easily missing the playoffs. I have no faith in head coach Nick Sirianni. As much as I like Jalen Hurts and hit the prospect of what he is, if you actually look at Jalen Hurts' numbers last year, they were not good. Now I get it. Bad situation. Head coaching was a mess. The quarterback situation was a mess. A lot of pressure for a young quarterback. And he had to play against very good opponents like New Orleans and other teams. So, I, listen, I, I think so much of the Eagles and what, I, and what we think of the Eagles and what the Eagles will be for the next five to ten years is going to determine how they handle these next six months. If I were an Eagles fan, I would want them to go all in on Hurts. I would want them to go all in on getting an offensive line and weapons to support this kid, continue to rebuild that aging defense, and give Nick Sirianni a chance with a playmaker like Hurts. But if you bring in and you pick a, a quarterback six overall, you better also be trading Jalen Hurts right now. You better be calling Washington. You better be calling New England. You better be calling Chicago and saying, can we get a third or fourth rounder for Jalen Hurts? And I think you maybe could. Say, hey, we, we've decided we're going in this direction. Jalen Hurts could get real serious, you know, could get a second, third rounder, fourth rounder guaranteed on the market or a player to be named later, a, you know, a solid NFL starter. And there's teams out there that would be do, willing to do it. I really think so. Uh, Houston. And other, uh, there, there's there's options out there. So the Eagles need to figure all that out. So it's going to be fascinating to watch the Eagles over the next, uh, you know, couple months with the draft, free agency trades, what they do and how they rebuild. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. That's Hesman headline number one. Win for Wentz. Win for the Colts because also they can walk away from him if it doesn't work out. And I, and I don't think they blame anyone because you just see how damaged Wentz was. You're getting the reports that Wentz and, and Peterson hadn't been talking for like eight weeks. It is a mess in Philly. Mess. And a lot of that also falls on Howie Roseman. It's his team. His fingerprints are all over. He built it. And I think it's right now a, a massive loss for the Eagles in the sense that they've completely fumbled this whole situation. And uh, they are uh, they have a lot of work to do to regain the trust of their fan base and for me to think they have any chance to make the playoffs in the near future. All right, when we come back, Hespin headline number two, NBA All-Star Selection. We'll get our little focus on the NBA. Still coming on up in the show, we'll talk Bears quarterback situation, Draymond Green's comments, and NASCAR stays in Daytona. Don't go anywhere. Live and local here on a Saturday morning. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Muscular dystrophy. That means my muscles are weak and it can be hard to breathe. Now is a scary time for everyone as we are at a higher risk for respiratory infections. In good times and bad, the Muscular Dystrophy Association helps kids live with neuromuscular disease. The pandemic places more than 200,000 adults and children with muscular dystrophy at a greater risk. Breathing is often hard when you live with a neuromuscular disease, but the Muscular Dystrophy Association is here to help. MD is what ensures they receive critical medical care at one of over 150 care centers across the U.S. During COVID-19, kids like me are at a greater risk. The Muscular Dystrophy Association needs your support now more than ever. COVID-19 won't stop us. To learn how you can help, please visit helpmda.org. Thank you. Free Talk Live. Don't, don't you? So, so these, about these creatures. How about parasites, viruses, the AIDS virus, does it have a soul? 
God, you guys are sick. It will not be broken down. <laughs> no grinding. <laughs> Did they get the doubloons? <laughs> what I want. When the Avast. <laughs> ninjas mounted at 10-foot intervals along this wall. The border ninjas. <laughs> Weeknights 10 to 11 and weekend nights 8 to 11 on News Talk 1070 KHMO and KHMORadio.com. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. They're doing your taxes for you this weekend. Bring in your tax returns. They'll do it. You, uh, your W-2s, they'll do it and immediately put that money before you get the check into a new vehicle you can walk on out. Uh, the best decision I made in 2020 was joining the Cunis family Tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. All right. NBA All-Star selections, they're out. Not shocking that LeBron James makes his 17th straight All-Star. That's an NBA record. He is the All-Star captain again, highest vote getter, and he's currently still the best player in the NBA. It is insane what LeBron is doing. Um, The Western... Conference starters, and they only announced the starters, not the reserves yet. Western Conference starters, LeBron, Kawhi, and Nikola Jokic. Those are your uh, forwards and your center. And at the guards, you have Curry and Luka. Now, let me say this before I go into the Eastern Conference. Luka Doncic is a star who has not been playing up to potential. So many people, myself included, thought he would be in the MVP discussion. I had the Mavericks, I think, third or fourth in the West. They are not even in the playoff picture uh, as of this morning, I believe, in the uh, in the Western Conference. No, they're sitting there at 13 and 15, technically in the 10th seed in the, in the West. Now, I get it. They've had some injuries, haven't had all the pieces together. I'm not counting them out yet. But Luka getting these votes, because a lot of the All-Star starters is based on fan voting. Shows you the star power of Luka. And I love Luka. And I think he is a massive star and he's extraordinarily talented. But let's be honest. Damian Lillard and or Donovan Mitchell should have had that starting spot over Luka. If you're going based on this year and the performance of this year, it's blatantly obvious that Luka's not had as good of a season as Lillard or Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell's got the Jazz first place in the West, best record in the in the whole of the NBA. They are on a uh, they, no. They just snapped their nine game winning streak with a, with a loss. I mean, they're they're insane right now. Twenty four and six, uh, two games better than the Lakers. But again, that just goes to show you LeBron and how amazing LeBron is. Second best record in the league. Second best in the West. Anthony Davis missing massive amounts of time. Uh, so, uh, as much as I love Luca. And I'm about to argue for Luca here in a bit. Let's just be honest about this. If you're going purely based on who's had the better season, I would have voted Dame as the starter. And I think Dame behind uh, Steph Curry is the best point guard in the NBA. I'd, I'd put him number two. Um, and, and so that's just my two cents on it. Now, in the Eastern Conference, I think these are all very uh, good choices. Kevin Durant is your captain. It's also interesting. Talk about the star power of Kevin Durant. First full season playing in the Eastern Conference. He was technically on the Nets last year, but he didn't play. First full season playing um, in the Eastern Conference. He gets more votes 
than the back-to-back MVP and defensive player of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo. When we talk about Giannis, and I love Giannis, and Giannis is, again, a phenomenal player and a phenomenal talent. That says something to me. And that has nothing to do with the fact that the Nets are a game and a half better than than the Bucks right now. It has nothing to do with that. Kevin Durant's star power is criminally underrated. That is huge. The fact that Kevin Durant, and I think Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA, has that many more votes and gets the captain spot over the back-to-back MVP, Giannis. We, the NBA has been talking nothing but Giannis and how Giannis is the next LeBron. Giannis this, Giannis that, Giannis this. Defensive player of the year last year, he can't get more votes in his own conference where he's been in for longer. Now, you could argue Brooklyn, Milwaukee. That's, that says something about it. It says something about star power. The other starters in the East, so you have Katie as your captain, Giannis and Embiid is the rest of your front court, uh, plus then Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. Now, I agree that Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving um, are in those spots. That's fine with me. I will just say this. It's shocking to me how the West is better at every spot. Now, a lot of you are going to say, Mark, you're an idiot. How do you think Joel Embiid is not better than Nikola Jokic? I think Jokic is better than Embiid. Healthier, the way he's, the style of play, a better shooter, a a very good low post game, a better passer. Embiid is more physically dominant. And Embiid is having a spectacular year and should be second in the MVP voting behind LeBron James. And if Embiid can stay healthy, he just dropped 50 on my Bulls last night. He is taking the back the big man and saying, you know what? I am actually going to listen to Shaquille O'Neal, who's been dogging me for two years on inside the NBA on TNT. Just get in the low post and dominate. He's shooting well as, uh, as well, and he's rebounding at an extraordinary rate. So Joel Embiid is fantastic, and I do think Joel Embiid is the second best center in the NBA. I think of Anthony Davis as a power forward, more as a forward, not as a center. Um, if you include Anthony Davis, I would put Anthony Davis one ahead of Jokic and Embiid, but I put him in the power forward in the forward range. Um, so again, I, I, it's, it's so you have Jokic is better than Embiid, LeBron is better than KD, Kawhi is better than Giannis, and again, don't give me this with Giannis. Giannis is extraordinarily talented, but if you're an NBA fan and you're starting your team right now in your franchise, you would, I would 100% take Kawhi over Giannis. Their leadership abilities are about the same. I do like that Giannis has a little more flair to his game. He's a little bit younger. He has been healthier. But Kawhi is a way better shooter, just as good of a defender. He's a better distributor of the ball. He can make passes. I just think that, um, in my opinion, Kawhi is a better basketball player than Giannis. Now, Giannis has won MVPs because he's younger. He's playing all the games. He's trying to make his name in the league. Kawhi doesn't have to do that. Uh, in one-on-one, I don't think it's really close. I think Kawhi beats Giannis in one-on-one nine times out of ten. So you have LeBron better than KD. You have Jokic better than Embiid. You have uh, 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 Kawhi better than Giannis. And then the guards, it's not close. I would argue the four best point guards in the NBA are all in the West. I mean, Curry, duh, number one. I think Dame... Duh, number two. I would then argue Chris Paul and Luca 
I, I consider Luca a point guard. So certainly better than Kyrie and Beal. Now, Beal's not a point guard. Beal is like the one true shooting guard that gets that kind of guard spot in the East. And as much as I love Zach Levine, I'm about to talk about Zach Levine, and I do think Zach Levine is a deserved all-star. A deserved all-star. Not a starter. Bradley Beal is a better guard, more important guard, having a better season than Zach Levine. So I also think the NBA is so fickle, and, and there's so much talent the all-star games are hard, and it's just like the all-NBA teams. There are, and there's a there's an abundance at certain positions. The point guard position is very heavy. The guard position in the West is extraordinarily heavy. There's going to be good guards left off of all-star teams who would, just by pure talent alone or their impact on their teams, be very deserved of an all-star vote. Which is why, as important as all-star games are, and I think for the most part, starters, it makes sense, and, and people getting all-star votes. The, it's a lot like what I've argued with the M- NFL with the Pro Bowl. All pros have to be more important than all-star votes and all-star games. Now, they matter. Pro Bowls matter. All-stars matter. It, it matters that LeBron James, the longevity, it says something, 17 straight all-star games it's a lot like his records with the amount of all NBAs he makes. Those are things you you know comparable. But all NBAs really to me matter more when defining who's the best of their positions. Right now I just think that the 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 West is better at every position. Now, that doesn't mean the East doesn't have talent. I think Kevin Durant is the second best player in the NBA. I would argue um that then you have Kawhi, Curry, Dame, Giannis, all in that next group of guys. Like you can, I, you know, right there. I'm not. I, I'm not going to spend too much time worrying about who's that much better than them. They're all great franchise players that you would want to build around. Uh, but it, it's just crazy that after all this talent has moved east. You think about it. James Harden's in the east. Kyrie in the east. Uh, K, KD in the east. Tatum, Brown, uh, Beal. Uh, Westbrook's in the East. Uh, you have uh, not even talking about uh, you know Giannis and and Drew Holiday. There's still the talent in the West. Jimmy Butler, uh, the talent in the West is is still very very strong and in a lot of ways younger and in a lot of ways uh, just overall better. Still, it's just crazy how the West still has so much talent. I'd also argue at this point in time in the NBA, if is we're going to talk a lot more NBA here in the show in the coming weeks. Um, Miami has shocked me. Miami has been uh, not very great this year, but they have been dealing with COVID, injury bugs, fatigue. I should have seen this coming more. Miami on the very little rest, a lot like the Lakers. It's not shocking that AD is injured. The Lakers, though, had a lot more turnover. Dennis Schroeder's new. They got a lot rid of a lot of old guys, replenished. Montrez Harrell, other guys. LeBron's a freak, so it's not shocking that he's not injured. But it should have—I should have been able to predict a little bit more that that the Miami Heat would have struggled with injuries and stuff like this early in the season. I still think they'll make a playoff run, uh, but not necessarily shocking that they're struggling to stay healthy and, and keep a team in the court. And finally, before we move off the NBA here and take our second break, I do want to give a shout out to Zach Levine. I am a diehard Bulls fan. I love the Bulls. The Bulls are in the ninth seed in the East right now, uh, twelve and sixteen. Five and five in the last 10. They've been dealing with incredible injury bugs. Lowry out, uh, Wendell Carter out, uh, Chandler Hutchison missing time. Uh, They find they're getting some guys back. Thaddeus Young is really filling into his role. 
Now, Levine has just been spectacular. Levine is on pace to average 28-5-5. He'd only be the third NBA player ever in NBA history to average 28-5-5, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, on 50% shooting from the field, 90% shooting from three free throw, I mean, excuse me, 40% shooting from free throw and uh, 80% shooting 40% shooting from three-point and 80% shooting from free throw. Okay, well, numbers. But you know what I'm trying to say? He's on a historic pace. The only other two people to do that, Larry Bird and, and, and Steph Curry. So Levine is really blossoming into what I believe the NBA and what the, what the Bulls organization will sell is, can we extend Levine? Can you keep pieces like Carter Jr., Markinen on the cheap, Kobe White, and then can you get a stud, stud star? Patrick Williams is a young guy to go with and, and, and sell it as like, hey, Levine can be a number two. I think he's a better two, number two than a lot of number twos in the NBA right now. It's starting to show that, hey, this guy can be a number two. And if he's a number three, that's a championship team, hands down. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. Tell them Mark sent you. Stay in touch with the show. If you're listening on the radio or on the app, you can listen on the Facebook Live. Shout out to everyone who's uh, tunes into the Facebook Live. If you want to tune on the Facebook Live, follow on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. That's the way to do it. Also, um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. When we come back, all right. I know a lot of people have been waiting for it. I will go into the Bears quarterback situation, where it sits, what I like, what I don't like, and uh, I'll, I will give you some some names that I would be very – I'm very anti the Bears picking up at this point in time. We'll get into all that next. Don't go anywhere. Live and local on a Saturday morning in gorgeous downtown Hannibal. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. I recently read an article regarding a survey – of how often fast food companies use the phrases thank you and you're welcome. In addition to being interested in the findings, I also found myself asking why, as in why do we have to do surveys to measure being polite? My conclusion is that we've reached a point in society where manners are so rare, we have to do surveys to determine the companies that practice kindness. Do we really need that? So my message is this, Lead the way in your company. Be polite. Practice manners, courtesy, and kindness. Let your customers and your employees know that they're appreciated. Tell them thank you. You're welcome. And it's my pleasure. When respect is surveyed, make sure your company is at the top. I'm Ed Harrell, author of The Kindness Revolution. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to Dennis Melvin's house. It's time for the Midnight Snack Run. This is one tricky obstacle course. Sticking to healthy habits in this kitchen is going to take focus and determination, but it can be done, JB. He's already entered the snack part of the course, and he's eyeballing a jar of chocolate candy. That is tempting right off the start. Uh-oh. He's reaching, Bill, but he pushes it away. Great stiff arm. He's approaching a plate of delicious-looking iced cookies. Oh, Dennis, you only want one of those. He blows right by for the apple. Oh, the fridge. It's make or break time, JB. He stares down some rich-looking treats. Uh-oh. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs the water bottle, and shuts 
reached the door with his elbow in record time. Unbelievable move. I gotta see that again. And he's out. He even turned off the light. That's the way you execute a midnight snack run. Stand Up to Cancer and Rally want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Fear is a natural chemical reaction in our brains. The amygdala is a part of the brain that activates when we sense a threat and causes the body to have a physical response. However, the hippocampus is a part of the brain that then helps our brains interpret the threat. So if we were to see a T-Rex coming at us, we may instinctively be afraid. But then that fear is tempered by the fact that it's just a movie. This tempering of fear is the job of our faith. It's a filter through which we view our world, fearful events and circumstances, reminding us that no matter what we see, God is in control. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Sun today with highs around 35. Winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Cloudy skies expected tonight, 26. Overcast again tomorrow. Mixed precipitation likely. High temperatures reach up to 40. Low 40s Monday, turning much warmer on Tuesday with highs in the low 50s. Right now, 25. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. And they have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Great thing about what Cunis is doing right now, not only are they going to do your taxes for you, bring your W-2s in, use that money right on a down payment, get into a new car before you even get the check. Uh, the no payments, 90 days, all the great stuff they're doing. They're paying top dollar for trade-ins right now. Your trade-in has never been worth more. I promise you that. Go tell them Mark sent you. Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right, welcome on into the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Follow along the show on Facebook Live. Uh, search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. All right. Got to jump into this here now. Uh, you know, I, I uh, this segment is not exactly news that I need to address right now, but it's, it's the type of news where people know me as the Bears guy. I'm a lifelong diehard Bears fan. I talk a ton of Bears football on this show. And... The Bears are in an interesting spot right now. And there's a lot of quarterback movement. And the Bears were certainly, from reports from people I trust, uh, didn't actually make an official offer on Carson Wentz, but kicked the tires on it. Made calls, sig- trying to figure out what happened. And now that Carson Wentz is officially an eagle, uh, is officially an Indy, is a Colt, I want to take this opportunity of this part of the show to, to talk about the Bears quarterback situation and kind of some of the good, the bad, and the ugly and where they're at. Um, so let's just start with the fact that I do think the bears not getting Wentz overall is a win. I would have spun it very positively if they had gotten Wentz, depending on what they actually paid for Wentz. Like if the bears would have gotten Wentz for this kind of deal, like what I see with, with the, with the Colts did a future first rounder and a this year, third, I would have been I would have been okay with that. That is not a steep price to pay for someone you think could be your franchise quarterback. 
What I would have had to convince myself with, with Wentz is, and you know me, I'm a glass half, half full guy, especially when it comes to my bears, always thinking positively. I would have spun it as, hey, Nagy and Pace are on the hot seat. They have to make this work. Wentz's career is on the hot seat. He has to make this work. I love that you have three highly motivated guys ready to go, all of them needing it to work. That would have been, that's a win, in my opinion, in the NFL especially. Then a lot of my faith in Wentz and what I thought the season would have turned out to be, would have a lot would have still had to ride on what the Bears do in free agency. Do they re-sign Allen Robinson? What do they do in the draft? Yada, 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 yada. Now that that's gone, I still think no matter who the Bears bring in, the element that I do think is a positive is that whoever they bring in, from a rookie quarterback to a veteran, is going to be a guy who's probably on a second or third chance, needs it to work out, and the Bears coaching staff, head coach especially, and their GM, they need this to work. This is an important year for them. Uh, they need to uh, show that the organization is moving the right way to the offense uh, can be successful, successful offense in the NFL. So here is where I stand, and this is what I'm going to call the good. If any of these four options, uh, five options happen, I am going to be a very happy Bears fan, and you're not going to be able to convince me otherwise. Number one, and obviously number one, is Deshaun Watson. I am in the camp of overpay. Don't be the person who lost out on Deshaun Watson because you weren't willing to throw in the extra number one pick. That he ends up in Carolina or Washington or San Francisco because the Bears weren't willing to throw in the extra first-round pick, I would be devastated to find that out. I am all for overpaying for Deshaun Watson. Even with current players on your roster, you you screwed up, you didn't get him when you should have had the tra- chance to draft him, overpay to get him now, I'm comfortable going that way with Deshaun Watson. So that's number one. I think it's a no-brainer. Um, I There's really no price too steep for me, in my opinion, to pay for it because of the Bears' tragic quarterback history. And I do think if you bring in Watson, you're also recommitting as long as the offense isn't a disaster next year to Nagy Pace and an opportunity to build. And I am pro-continuity. Sue me. I'm pro-continuity with my team. So Watson's the obvious number one. Number two, and I do think this is a very good number two option. And it's an option I am excited about and I actually – Really hope it happens, and I think there's more of a chance that happens than Watson, so I'm convincing myself more and more into it every day. I'm on the Sam Darnold train. I think the Bears should be on the phone every day with the Jets. What's it going to take? What's the price? What's the price? What's the price? And I really hope the Bears don't lose out on Darnold to a Washington or to a New England. I think the Bears getting Sam Darnold would be a, a total win. Athletic tough, a hard-nosed kid who stayed, who's been healthy for the most part, besides the mono, uh, pairing him with a legitimate head coach, seeing what he could do with Matt Nagy, big, strong arm in Chicago. I think there's a lot of upside still with Sam Darnold. He would know that it would have to work, uh, that uh, the Bears coaching said would have to make it work. And I think early on in practice, you would see throws and mobility from Darnold, and just his size, that the defense and the veteran players on the Bears are also be like, all right, we're in on this kid. 
And a lot of it, that's all it takes. I think the, I think Darnold would be a massive win. I would give up the, the current number one pick of the Bears, that 20th overall pick, for Sam Darnold. I would. I would then uh, try to re-sign Allen Robinson because you're not paying anything for Darnold. And if you can tell me as a Bears fan uh, that I get Sam Darnold and Allen Robinson going in next year with the other you know pieces they have in offense, David Montgomery, um, uh, you know, the tight end Cole Komet, uh, Jimmy Graham, I, and if you can improve the offensive line in the second, third rounds of the draft, I'd be stoked. I'd be absolutely stoked. And I would I would already be telling you the Bears, I think, would make a playoffs with Sam Darnold at the quarterback next year. I really do. Um, so let me just say that right now. I personally, besides Watson, and Watson's a dream, but it's a dream that, which every NFL team should be dreaming for the most part, and everyone should be calling. If you're if you're not if you cannot get Watson, you can't pry him away. I am all in on the Darnold train. That is where my focus is. That's where I think the Bears' focus should be. It should be on Sam Darnold. Now, one B to Sam Darnold would be Derek Carr. I think you get Derek Carr with the Bears. I, it's funny. I really think Derek Carr is the reason the, the Raiders have been winning games the past two seasons. And if out Derek Carr, I think they'd be a lot worse. I think they'd be a they'd be a top five pick team the past two years. I think Derek Carr is very talented. I think his arm works in Chicago. And I think he immediately is he's a poor man's Aaron Rodgers in a lot of ways. Protects the football. He's got some mobility, big arm. Willing to take deep shots, can read defenses. He's he's had some bad looks and bad moments, but I blame a lot of that just on the Raiders in general. I think if the Bears bring in Derek Carr, he's immediately the second best quarterback in the division, just ahead of Jared Goff. They're very similar. I would I like Carr more than Goff, and I think if the Bears can call and if they could give up the twentieth overall pick this year and maybe another player for Derek Carr. I would do it. And then the Raiders, I think, would spin that as a win because the Raiders would take their picks, their 17th and Chicago's 20th, to move up with a Philly, with a Cincy, uh, you know, with a with a Dallas or an Atlanta to draft their future quarterback. And John Gruden loves the idea of getting a young quarterback. So I'm all in on Darnold, Carr, after the pipe dream of Watson. I want to keep this straight. And then... The other two things I'm actually excited would be excited about if the Bears can somehow trade up and get Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I am very high on Fields, Lance, and and uh, Lawrence. I'm not sold on Wilson out of BYU. I know a lot of people are. I'm not. I'm going to watch more tape. Maybe someone can convince me. I'm not, and I don't think that he's going to be in the realm to trade in to get. I think that's. I think that he's going to be in that top two with Trevor Lawrence. And I am not sold on Mac Jones. So, again, things I'd be very excited about and I'd be urging the Bears to make happen. Watson, Darnold, Carr, Fields, or Lance. All would be massive wins, in my opinion. Things that I do not want to see. I absolutely do not want to see these things. Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. The Bears have too much riding on this next year for what happens to the franchise and their continued 
try to make playoffs and deep playoff runs versus a total rebuild to risk it on Mariota's fragile body or Jameis Winston's what? Inability to be a good leader and hopeful that he learns something in New Orleans. I like Jameis Winston a lot. I would be much more excited about Jameis Winston if I had seen Jameis Winston start three or four games and look like Teddy Bridgewater did. But we didn't see that. So I'm not I'm not right now comfortable. Now, if he ends up the Bears end up with Jameis Winston and he plays great, that's fine. I'll eat a little crow on that. I'm just not willing to stick my neck out for Jameis Winston right now. And Mac Jones, I'll gotta be honest, way too much talent in Alabama for me to properly judge Mac Jones. I don't think he's got a big enough arm, and he's certainly not mobile enough. And mobility is key. I don't need you to be Lamar Jackson. But you have got to be at least Mitchell Trubisky mobile in the NFL right now. Josh Allen mobile. Mac Jones is miles from that. Uh, So I do not want Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. And finally, for the Chicago Bears, these are quarterbacks. I don't know how I feel yet. I'm in the maybe category. You can sway me either way with these Chicago, if the Bears end up with Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy G, or Mitch Trubisky. I think all of them could win games and get to the playoffs with the Bears if the system works. But Mitch and Jimmy G, I, Mitch I worry about just the, the, the locker room, the poison with the fan base, the relationship with Nagy, and I worry about health. Jimmy G, I don't worry about, he's a Chicago kid, I think there's some good storylines there, but I, I worry so much about Jimmy G's health. Jacoby Brissett, I love his big arm. I think he's a smart quarterback, but I just don't know where his ceiling is. But I could be sold on Jacoby Brissett. He'd be very affordable. And Fitzpatrick, I'd be like, heck, bleep it. You know what I mean? Bleep it with Fitzpatrick. Who cares? You know, that could be fun. You could make the playoffs. And especially if you draft a young quarterback and you say, and if they make the playoffs with Fitzpatrick for one year, that keeps the jobs for everyone in Hallis Hall. And then you have maybe a chance to make another quarterback move next year. Again, don't mortgage your future necessarily if you're not sold in the quarterback. So, again, I would be very, very happy with Watson, Darnold, Carr, Fields, or Lance. I do not want Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. I could be convinced with Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy G, or Mitch Trubisky. There you go. I know it's a lot of Bears quarterback talk. I had to get that on the record and then we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. Listen on the market News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. Last quick break when we come back. Running out of time up against the clock. We'll see what we can fit in. Don't go anywhere. Live and local on KHMO. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070. Ready to create your own opportunity, especially in the workforce, is the cornerstone of the American dream. Being employed gives us the confidence to be financially independent. There's real meaning in supporting ourselves and those we care about. We feel respected useful, even empowered to become leaders. But what if you were one of the six and a half million people in the U.S. with an intellectual or developmental difference, such as autism? 81% of adults with developmental differences don't even have a paid job, and only about a third of the public believes they're capable of having leadership roles. Now is the time to change that. Join the SunTrust Foundation in supporting Autism Speaks, Best Buddies, and Special Olympics in creating pathways to 1 million employment and leadership opportunities for this talented community by 2025. Together, we can build a broader workforce for the future. 
Visit DeliveringJobs.org to learn more. Did you know that the Quincy Regional Crime Stoppers pays cash for information leading to an arrest? This is Officer Kelly Vandermaiden. If you have any information about a fugitive or illegal activity, call 228-4474 or download our P3 Tips mobile app. You can also submit a tip by going to QuincyCrimeStoppers.com. Remember, to be eligible for a cash reward and to remain anonymous, you must contact Quincy Regional Crime Stoppers to receive a code number. We only want your information, never your name. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. And on Facebook Live, tune in on Facebook Live on the Mark KHMO. Also, follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Shout out to Cunis Honda Hyundai. The show would not be possible without Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, Faith Family Giving Back. All right, I'm running out of time here. I, I spent way too much time on the Bears uh, but I want to quickly say here, Draymond Green and his comments. Um, I do support Draymond a lot with this whole idea that players demand a trade or ask for a trade and they get vilified or ripped apart. But yeah, and then the teams can just bench Blake Griffin and bench Andre Drummond and say, they ain't playing because I want to keep them healthy. And then who wants who wants them? I'm trying to trade them. There's certainly a double standard in that regard. I just think Draymond went about it with the wrong examples. James Harden is not a good example. James Harden, Anthony Davis is a good example. Um, um, Carmelo Anthony is a good example. They asked for trades, went about it to say, hey, I want to be traded. I don't really want to be here anymore. A lot like Deshaun Watson's doing, but they're saying like, but you know what? I'll play. I'm a part of this team until you trade me. But then the organizations made the mistakes there on out. The organization benched Anthony Davis. The the Denver Nuggets, you know, uh, turned that into a drama as opposed to mellow. Using James Harden is a bad example. James Harden did it the worst way possible. You were not a good teammate. You said all the wrong things. You purposefully showed up out of shape, didn't care, were, were partying when you shouldn't have, especially during COVID. Using him as an example of the double standard is not great. That, that's just my two cents on the Draymond thing. Uh, I'm excited about NASCAR Sunday. They stay in Daytona. They're doing the road course in Daytona. More road courses this year than ever before in NASCAR's history. Another reason to tune into NASCAR. Loving on NASCAR this year. Daytona was great, minus the, the weather break. It sucks that they got weather delays. It's the one thing that kills NASCAR, the weather delays. Everything else about NASCAR is uh, such a win. And then finally, NCAA allowing fans. I wrote an article. You can find it on the KHMO website. Uh, also on the mark. I shared it on the Facebook page there. I think it's a win. I, you know, I think the NCAA, if you can get some fans in the stand, especially family members for these kids, having a little bit of the atmosphere, 25% social distancing, I think it's a win. Uh, thank you, everyone, uh, everyone, so much for tuning into this week's episode. Uh, next week, we'll be back Saturday morning, as always. Stay tuned to the Facebook page. We're doing some updates throughout the week. Enjoy your weekend. Have some fun. Watch some NBA. Watch some college basketball. Get ready for March Madness. Sunday, we got NASCAR. Hockey's going on. Blackhawks are surging. Spring training coming on up. Crazy time in the world of sports. Thank you to Cutest Country Honda Hyundai. Uh, We'll see you next week. Have a good one.